Well, this morning we're on week five of a six-week series on worship. So far, we've looked at various items related to worship, that worship must come out of a relationship. A relationship. God the Father is seeking those to worship Him. So in order for our worship to be the kind of worship that God desires, it must be that relationship between a father and between a son or a daughter. And we've seen that the only way to have that relationship is through the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is only those who are in relationship with the Father that can truly worship Him in the way that He wants to be worshipped. Uh, we've seen that our worship is to be in spirit and in truth. Spirit, all that we are, giving that to God in worship. In truth, according to the way that God has revealed to us. As we've gone through the series, we have seen that there is a right way to worship God. It's not enough just to be sincere. There is a right way to worship God, and there's a wrong way to even do things that we would desire to be right, but we must do things according to the way that God has revealed uh, to us. Uh, we've seen that in our corporate worship together, that singing is to be a part of that worship. We've also have seen last week that we are to have, as a part of our corporate worship, the reading of the word, the teaching of the word, that we are to exhort one another, we are to encourage one another. And once again, I would ask of you, before you leave today, encourage at least one person. Speak encouragement into their lives. Build them up. We also have seen that prayer is to be a part of our worship. Now this morning we're going to talk about a different element that is to take place when we gather together to worship God, and that is the element of giving. And so that's what we'll be talking about this morning. Now, as we're going through this series, as you know, I've announced in the past, if you have questions about worship or questions about how we do worship, corporate worship here as a church, you can send those to us. And we're going to do a roundtable on this. We have enough questions already that have come in that we're going to talk about those questions that have come to us. You can text those questions to us at the number you see on the screen. You can email the questions, or you can write it on the Connect card that's in front of you in the pew. Uh, remember, those Connect cards are there. If you're a guest with us this morning, we would encourage you to fill that out. If you're here as a, as a part of our body and you have a prayer request, we would have you write that on that card, and every Tuesday our staff gathers and prays over each of those requests, and every week our elders also pray over every single request that we get, and you can just drop those Connect cards in the boxes that are on the back wall. So this morning we're going to talk about giving, and first of all, let me give you some preliminary uh, remarks as we're starting. First of all, I want to thank you as a body for the gracious giving you have done over the years. I never cease to be surprised at the generous response of our people, especially when we come to you with special needs. Your outpouring of grace, your outpouring of your giving has been 
outstanding. So I'm not speaking this morning on giving to you because as a church we are here in dire need and we're ready to close the doors. No, God has been very generous to us as a church through your giving. I, I just share with you, most of you know that we still have a, a mortgage on this building that was through church bonds that were sold. We just have paid off this year, and are going to be paid off in the next couple of months, an additional $1.2 million to... Uh, That's been through your gracious giving over and above meeting the needs of us as a church. And I thank you for that. One of my goals is that before I retire, this building be paid off. And it's now within sight. I didn't know that that would ever be within sight, but that is within sight for that to be accomplished. And if God's people continue to give the way that we've been giving, that will become a reality. And if we don't get it paid off by the time I retire, the, the building will be paid off like a year after I retire. So praise be to God for your faithful gift. And all of that has come without us sacrificing ministry to the body or ministry around the world. So thank you for your giving. Also, as we talk this morning, there is no attempt here to put a guilt trip on you. If you go out of here guilty this morning, I hope it's because you really are guilty and you realize that God is speaking to your heart. I would not be doing my role as pastor if I didn't share with you what the Bible has to say about giving. It is our goal as a church to preach the whole counsel of God. And if you've been around here very long, you found out there's not, there aren't any topics that we've stayed away from speaking and preaching on if they're found in the Word of God. And so I'm going to speak to you about what the Bible has to say. Also, let me say this to you. If you are here this morning and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Do not give thinking that you're going to get any grace from God. The grace of God comes completely free. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. And really, as a church, we don't need and we don't want your giving if you think your giving is going to get you somehow into heaven. The only way to heaven is through the Lord Jesus Christ, putting your faith and trust in him. So if you're here and you're not a part of our family, you're not a member or you're not a regular attendee here at the church, just hang on to your money. That's okay. Uh, the church has a reputation now that all they're interested in is money. And certainly there are religious charlatans out there that that is all that they're interested in. But I don't want that to be your image of Maranatha Bible Church and what we are about as a church. Now this morning we're going to look at three different passages, all in 1st and 2nd Corinthians. The Apostle Paul wrote to this church and in three separate passages he addresses giving and we're going to pull out of this the principles from God's Word. 
1 Corinthians chapter 16. If you have your Bibles, you might want to turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Follow along as I read verses 1 and 2. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I directed the churches of Galatia, so you also are to do. On the first day of every week, each one of you is to put something aside and store it up as he may prosper, so that there will be no collecting when I come. Then over in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, in verses 1 to 5, here the Apostle Paul writes this. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. And this, not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. And then the third passage is in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 in verses 6 to 11. And there Paul writes this. The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you. So that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, he has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness." You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. May God bless the reading of his word. Now, as we look at this subject of giving, I want us to start with six principles of giving. Six principles that are revealed through God's word. Now, the first of these principles doesn't come from 1 Corinthians. All the rest of the principles will come from 1 and 2 Corinthians. But the first principle is an overarching principle of recognition that, number one, God owns everything. Say that with me this morning. God owns everything. It's all God's. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, there we read, You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power 
to get wealth. Any wealth that you have is because God gave you the power to get that wealth. That he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Now that's a direct quote to the nation of Israel, but it applies to us today. It's a universal principle. Whatever we have, God has given us the power to have management over that because it all belongs to him as Haggai 2.8 says. God says, the silver is mine, the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. It is all God's. He owns everything. When I was growing up, we, we sang a little song that says, He owns the cattle on a thousand year, hills, the wealth in every mine. I won't sing it for you. I want you to stay for the rest of the message. But not only does he own the cattle on the thousand hills, he owns the hills. It is all God's. And we are mere stewards of what God has entrusted to us. Uh, there are times that I've heard messages preached in churches and you would walk away with the impression that whatever you have, 10% of that belongs to God and the other 90% is yours to use as you please on whatever you want to use it on. That's not biblical. We are responsible for 100% of what God has entrusted to us. He owns everything. Principle number two. Everyone is to give. Everyone. Look at 1 Corinthians 16, 2. On the first day of every week, each one of you. No exceptions. No exceptions. Whether you consider yourself rich or whether you consider yourself poor, each of us is to give. This is something that every member, every regular attendee, every follower of Christ, he expects us to give. You can say, well, there are people here that make a lot more money than I do. Why should I give? Because God said for you to give. Now, maybe you can't give what they can give. But you are still to give. You know, one of the things I'm very thankful for is that my father taught me to give at a very early age. He took this idea of giving to the Lord seriously. So when I was young and I got a 50 cent allowance, and I felt that was a lot of money back then, I had my tithing envelopes from the church and a nickel went into the offering every Sunday. Later on as I had, as I, uh, had a paper route I gave of the money I earned on the paper. Parents, let me tell you that if you will teach your kids to give while they are young, it will be an easier thing for them as they grow older. 
Part of our realm as parents is to teach our kids how to handle money. And you may have kids in your household that are totally different from one another. You know, one who is very generous and wants to give away everything, and one who doesn't want to give a penny away and wants to hang on to it. Teach them, both of them, to give. To give. Each of us, out of whatever God has entrusted to us, we are to Number three, giving is an investment. It's an investment. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 says this. The point is this, and this is talking about money. We often think of this verse in reference to other things, but the context here in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 is money. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Let that sink in for a moment. My desire for you is that you would reap bountifully from God. There is a principle here of accountability. The principle of sowing and reaping. What we sow is what we reap. And I would that every member of this church be reaping bountifully from the Lord. Now, let me say what this doesn't mean. This doesn't mean put a dollar in the box before you leave this morning and you'll get in the mail this week $10. Put $100 in the box and you'll get $1,000. Put $10,000 in the box and you'll get $100,000. Now, I know you've heard that preached on TV if you've watched any of these evangelists there that are after your money that would tell you that. My my question is, why do they have to do that? But there is a principle that what we sow is what we reap. It is true financially. Some of you are familiar with the late Larry Burkett. He used to ask the question, why should God entrust more of his money to you? What are you doing with what he's already given to you? Some of you may recognize the name Vernon McGee. Uh, I heard him share once that he made the statement, I'm never going to pray again that God will make someone a millionaire. He said, I had six men approach me and asked me to pray that they would become a millionaire. And God blessed all six of them, and they all came millionaires. Don't come and ask me to pray for you to become a millionaire. (laughs) But he said, five of the six are no longer walking with the Lord. I pray that God will prosper you as your soul prospers. I pray that God will bless you as you are faithful to him. Paul over in 1 Timothy in verses 6 or in chapter 6 in verses 17 to 19 says, "As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, not to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works." To be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure 
for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Friends, how we are using our resources here, using God's resources here, is going to determine what roles we play even throughout eternity. Your giving is an investment. Next principle that I want us to see is giving is to be generous and sacrificial. 2 Corinthians 8, verses 2 and 3. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty, notice these people are extremely in poverty, have overflowed in a wealth of generosity. As you think about what you are giving for God's work, is it a generous gift? He says, for they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means. Paul is looking at what they gave, and he is shocked by it. When he saw the amount, he was shocked because they gave according to their means and they gave beyond their means to give. So that in our giving, we are to be generous with our giving. And, our, and out of our generosity, it should be a sacrifice for us to give. You know, David said, that he could not give to the Lord that which cost him nothing. So that when we give, there should be an element of sacrifice in our giving. It's easy to give away that which is not a sacrifice. You know, I've shared this story before, but all of you seem to like it a whole lot. So those of you who haven't heard it, one day Barb and I are at dinner. And the waitress comes and compliments Barb on her earrings. And I said to Barb, you ought to give her those earrings. And Barb said to me, but I like these earrings. They're special. I said, ah, oh, don't worry about it. I'll get you another pair. Just like them. So she gave them to the waitress. You know, I searched for over a year trying to find <laughs> the earrings that were just like the ones that I encouraged her to give away and never found them. Now see, it was easy for me to give them away, wasn't it? <laughs> to encourage her to give them away. Didn't cost me anything. Well, it did cost me, believe me. It did cost me, ultimately. But at the time, it cost me nothing. So don't go to her and ask her for her earrings. <laughs> but what we give should be a sacrifice on our part to give. Principle number five, giving demonstrates our love for God. When we give, it's an expression of our love to him. 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart. What you decide in your heart to give. Not reluctantly. If you're giving reluctantly, just keep it. Remember, God owns everything. 
God's not going to go broke if you don't give to him. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. Don't give because someone's forcing you to give. For God loves a cheerful giver. The word cheerful is the word hilarious. We should have a smile on our face. We should even laugh a little bit as we give to God. Not laugh because of how small the gift is, but laugh because of our joy in giving to God. We should also, we've talked about it being sacrificial. We're talking about it's a demonstration of our love. We should give to God first, not last. The first check you should write, the first bill that you should pay is your giving to God as an expression of faith in trusting him and as a statement of love. Giving demonstrates our love for God. And then principle number six, giving is to be planned. 1 Corinthians 16, 2. On the first day of every week, Paul's saying this is something you need to plan for. Your giving should be regular. It's something that you plan on doing. Each of you is to put something aside and store it up as he may prosper so that there will be no collecting when I come. Paul said, I don't want there to be any extra special offerings taken when I am there with you. You are meeting the needs of your brothers, so just plan on doing this each and every week. Our giving is to be planned. We plan to give to God first. In the Old Testament, there was a concept of the first fruits. You gave the first to God. You gave the best to God. And that's how we should give today. Now, when it comes to giving, there are typical questions that I'm asked that I want to cover quickly this morning. First question is, how, do we have to tithe? Tithing means 10%. People of the Old Testament were commanded to tithe. In the New Testament, it's grace giving. We are to give as God has blessed us. The principle of tithing actually precedes the law. Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek before the law was ever given. So there is a principle that is there that I believe is a guiding principle. But we need to give today out of grace. And actually, grace giving that's taught in the New Testament, we have more blessings than they had in the Old Testament. So really, we should ask ourselves, what does God want us to give? And incidentally, if you can't, I believe that tithing is a good starting point, but if you can't give 10%, you can give something. Don't get the idea that if you can't give 10%, you give nothing at all. Give what God lays upon your heart. All right. Uh, how much are we to give? It's what God lays on your heart. It's between you and God, and he will guide and direct you in that. Where should we give? Now, my personal commitment is I give uh, 
most of my money through the local church. This is where I gather in the body. This is where I am provided for. And so I encourage you to give through your local church. Now, I'm not saying to you that you can't give to other good Christian organizations and that. There are many of them that are worthy of your support. Personally, what I strive to do is give through the local church, and then I know that Maranatha as a church gives and supports all kinds of different Christian ministries, and I have confidence in the leadership, and you can say, well, that's easy for you to say you're part of the leadership. No, I, I get that. But personally, I direct my giving, most of my giving, through the local church. Uh, I, I've personally found through through time that if people people who are not giving to their local church are not giving to anybody else either. And so remember your local church, but also I would say to you, you can share with other ministries around the world and local ministries as long as you know that there's accountability there and that they are using the money for God's work. Okay, how can we give? Just going to cover this very quickly here this morning. First of all, we still take cash and checks. <laughs> you can write your, your check out and drop it in the box. You can put cash there as a church. You can give by giving cash and checks. You can also give electronically. And there are various ways, and more and more people are giving electronically. A lot of this in our church since COVID, the percentage of money that we receive coming in electronically has really grown. And you can do that through the church app. You can do it online. You can do it merely by texting. On the church app, you merely go to church center. You go to the tab that says give, and you put in the amount you want to give, and you can give it on week, just one gift, or you can set it up to give uh, every week, every other week, whatever frequency you want. You can also go to our website, mbc95.org. There's a give tag tab there at the bottom. Click on that. It will take you to a page. Once again, you can put in the amount there, and you can set it up with the frequency that you want. You can also, this morning, just text the word give to the number that's on the screen. And it will take you to a link where then it will take you to where you can give. So it's very easy. So you can give electronically. You can give through your bank. Some of you have bill pay or online banking. Many of you pay your bills that way. You can put Maranatha in there and have the checks come right to the church. And if you give that way, it costs us absolutely nothing for those checks to come in to us. And so there are various ways you can you can give stocks and bonds to the church. Uh, some of you need to check with your financial advisor that it might be more financially advantageous for you to give in that way to the church. There are various ways you can give. You can remember your church in your will and have a gift made to the church after you've gone home to be with. I want to close with a story from Jesus' life as he watched them giving. Notice Mark chapter 12, verses 41 to 44. And he sat down opposite the treasury 
and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums, and a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who were contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance. But she gave out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. May the words of Jesus challenge us that we might be faithful in giving to him.